Hey everybody, welcome to Redhead Racing Radio. We got a hey, big Andrew. show. Hey Jason Schultz, how you doing? Andrew currently Pretty here. Good. Hey, I was at Martinsville Speedway on Friday. Did you know that? I, I did, yes, but you didn't get to finish it because we didn't have rain tires. I told Tyler, <laughs> sitting in the stands, I would not want to be sitting in the stands right now to watch the race being pouring down rain. Also, it was lightning the whole time, so there would have been no opportunity yeah, you're for right. rain tires. All right, that's fair. That is fair. We need lightning tires. That's next. Nope. That is next. <laughs> we gotta, that was my first time at a racetrack in over a year. Really? Interesting experience. How was it? Um, yeah, wait. Well, you, have you? That was your first COVID race, right? Yeah. What'd you think? COVID capital of the world. There's people there, I would say probably half and half now, maybe... 60% didn't wear masks, 40% did. So that was an interesting experience. Yeah, I think that's going to go down when mask mandates are no longer needed in states. Yeah. But but I don't know. It was really weird to be, I don't know. It felt weird. I Yes, right? It doesn't but feel. I, but it felt weird from being around people and like that. And like the race, like once the race started, like it felt normal. But it was just like the whole experience before and after and walking around people. That was just really weird. And... Yeah, it's weird. It's just that's the only way to put it. Like it's not a normal. It didn't mm. feel like a normal race, right? You know what felt normal? What felt normal? Opening three beers in the span of ninety laps and drinking them while sitting in the grandstands at a racetrack. That that felt good. <laughs> that's good. I'm happy for you. But, uh, but we got. I wish. Yeah, I wish I was still there when that race, the Xfinity Series race, concluded. Do you know why? Because we had a pretty big winner in Josh Berry and Taylor Moyer, who former Redhead Racing Radio guest, and I have a feeling we're going to be hearing from him soon. I think we told him if he wins a race, he has to come on the podcast. I think, I think we did. I think that was a bet. It was a deal he made, and you can't break deals, right? It's a I promise. He basically know. promised us. And Taylor did not break the deal. We we're going to have Taylor Moyer race winning crew chief for that number eight car on the show today i I texted him i think in the middle of of when he was celebrating but he agreed to it and he's ready to go man taylor moyer's on the show let's crack a beer open and bring him on let's do it We're here with the race winner, crew chief of that number eight car, the winner at Martinsville, Taylor Moyer. Dude, I texted you yesterday being like, we got to get you on the show. And you said, sure thing. And and here you are, the race winner, the NASCAR Xfinity Series at Martinsville. How you feeling? Man, I appreciate it. I feel great. Um, <laughs> you, of course, I was coming on your podcast. You guys were the first ones to let me come talk on your podcast so you're gonna be the first obligation i had if you let me back on to talk about it but no i feel great i'm so happy uh i got a little bit of downtime this afternoon to uh kind of catch up and text everybody back and thank everybody um answer phone calls we got to watch a little of the race and kind of soak it in so <clears throat> we've been going pretty hard since we won the race not um you know getting stuff packed up at the track there's only four guys we're getting trucks packed driving uh, celebrated last night, slept, went back to work. So it was nice this afternoon to get a nap and uh, 
go over everything and just enjoy it. Did you remember texting Andrew last night that you were going to come on the podcast or did you get reminded this morning? Uh, I did remember. <laughs> uh, no, I figured it out uh, later in the night that I had agreed to it. But I did at least tell him to text me and remind me. <laughs> so I was, yeah. Yeah, so what what was the party like? I heard on Door Bumper Clear today that Josh Berry went to bed at one, but I doubt the party stopped there. So Josh Berry went to bed. I don't know what time that was. Um, and then uh, I think I left shortly after. Uh, I don't know. But I did hear some of the door bumper clear guys showed up after we left. So I look, we were we were uh, we were pretty happy. And we had to sit at Applebee's for a really long time. And we had a, you know, um, a sober driver. So I didn't. Yeah, I don't remember much from the party. <laughs> was that you think that party was bigger or the one after you won Indianapolis with Casey Kane in 2017? We we had a shop party then at KKR, and it was a little more um, tame uh, and not so late at night, and the kids weren't in bed. It, it seemed that race the whole I mean three days seemed like such a storyline. Like you guys get the lead, and then right when the rain comes, you know you're you're in this spot where you're like, all right, we've got a decent car, but then you you're gonna lose the track, and you got to race on Sunday, as we were talking about before. What was the whole like the up and down of the weekend? You mentioned you were eating at at, at Applebee's. So like, what was the ups and downs of the weekend like? Yeah, I think it's a range of emotions. I started all the way back. I left early and rode with our hauler driver, Chris, and on the truck. That's right. And did some social media love there. So I had to leave away early from the first day. I was going to ride back with my guys and then I could probably catch a nap in the car. And then, yeah, you hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, especially parking the haulers and being part of that, which is really cool. Um, then you get to the track and get everything set up. Tech is hurry up, wait, hurry up, wait. But then we were we failed tech the first time and um which wasn't a big deal that happens but the that we had a lightning hold for like four hours so we got i think when they released the lightning hold we had an hour we had uh, 45 minutes until the scheduled green flag they pushed that back because most of us hadn't even made it through tech yet so then it was just a all hands on deck like like i've been saying with covid we don't have full crews at the track still so you're just a couple guys pushing cars around all hands on deck we got it through tech. Then you're running in, you know, getting ready for the race. The pit boxes couldn't start being set up. Same thing with the cup race. When there's lightning, they don't let you work. So everybody was frantic. Um, we started 29th. It was kind of a wreck fest at the beginning. We were stuck in the back. Like you just, those guys are, ta everybody's talented enough in the field. They'll just run too wide, you know, and you're just, you're physically blocked. You can't go three wide very easily there. And I think we drove at the 12th naturally before I flipped the first stage was did the first yeah the first stage was on th that night yeah we drove to 12 yeah. actually and i flipped the first stage um so we could restart fourth there's only like eight green flag laps on tires and josh was able to run all the way to the lead and at that point i mean i knew we were gonna i knew we were gonna be good i knew our martinsville package from last year was pretty darn good and i know that josh is very very talented and especially at martinsville so my, my plan was going as i planned it and you, at that point you're just trying not to screw things up but then yeah, we ran out. Well, actually, we're in the lead, and I, my engineer's telling me rain's coming, 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, 22-second laps. I need 34, 22, 34. Like, can we beat the, Can we be in the lead? Because I was like, I know if we get past halfway, or end of stage two, 
and it rains, they're just going to call it because they can't get all the haulers in there. You know, they're just the masters is this weekend. TV's not going to want to show us <laughs> this thing. We're going to win it. And Bell's like, I don't want to win a rain shortened race. So then we, yeah, rain's too early. We sit around the hauler forever. Just, I mean, luckily I love everybody to death on my team. Cause we have spent so much time just hanging out, uh, together just waiting on things to happen. Um, so then we had to drive home. I think we got home. I got home that night at 4 a.m. Um, just to, oh, I guess. And then I had a whole day off in between. I forgot about that. But yeah, I got home at 4 a.m., had a full day <laughs> off in between and then woke up at five to drive back up there. And and then the same thing, they, they cup raced a little bit, the track didn't take any rubber. So you're going to start on a green track with scuffed tires that are like two days old and have fully like heat cycle and then sat in a garage. Um, so I really had no, and we're going to start on the front row. I had no real idea what, what to tell him. I thought the tire, that tire would do most of the time scuffs and racing are like you race them at the beginning of the race. They cool down to 90 degrees or whatever, but they're still warm and they've got some heat. They haven't, they're not two days old. Um, and then that was the plan. Just keep them up front. I didn't care about points. Um, screw it. Throw them out the window. We went racing. We pretended there wasn't stages really, you know, just, uh, keep, I knew if I could keep him up front, he would do the rest. And he did an amazing job. I mean, everybody in the team did pit crew. Uh, it was my junior engineer's last race, which is really cool. He's, really? Actually, he's on the nine cup team now. Yep. He got the call from the big house. So wow. I was very cool to send him out with a win. He was working for both teams this weekend. And then our new guy, um, went to the track with a different team so he could be around and see it. Cause there's no way to train anybody. Now you just show up and race. Right. So it was our, it was Jack Jack's last race, but I mean, Andrew, uh, Andrew, my engineer, he, he kills it. He's so talented. He could be a crew chief easily. He has been, I don't know why he's not. Um, but he hangs out with us. So I'll keep, let him keep doing it. Cause the, the cars come off the truck every week. They're super fast. Um, Jack Jack has done a great job for me. Uh, Danny Earnhardt Jr. There's no better car chief. There really isn't. Nobody that cares more. Um, and Dave uh, was the, so our mechanics rotate. Dave was there this weekend. Um, Dave's amazing. Greg back of the shop. He stayed home. He's amazing. And then we had 24 pit crew, and those boys have been with us most of this year. And uh, yeah, they knocked it out of the park. I don't. We didn't lose a spot on pit road. I had to, I got to pick pits like 29th or yeah, 29th this week. So there wasn't much to pick from. I got a spot I kind of liked, but yeah, they, they killed it. Everybody, everybody just, we just went to the track and put a full weekend together, which is all we've needed to win. And that's what you dream of as a crew. Like every crew chief goes into a weekend dreaming of a weekend to work like that. And then you add the Martinsville aspect to it where you get your first win at Martinsville. I'm thinking like, what are the places that I would want to get my first win? And I think Martinsville would be right at the top for my list. I mean, what's that like? Yeah, it's pretty special. Um, obviously not only to me, but even more so to the Earnhardt family. I mean, yeah. Dale, that is his, I, I think I can speak for him and say that's his favorite place. I was the test engineer on his team in 14 when he won and that team, you know, they went crazy about it. So I knew how much <laughs> it meant to him, how much Josh means to him. Um, most of my family's just down the road, an hour and a half up 360 in Amelia yeah. County on my dad's side. So I don't really have a home track. Um, 
I've all, honestly always thought Richmond because I can go stay at my grandma's house when I go to Richmond. Like New Hampshire Motor Speedway is not really a home track to me. It was ways away and I never went. But yeah, those Virginia tracks kind of feel like home even though I didn't grow up there. Um, yeah, but Miss Martinsville, I mean, yeah, I got, I'm going to have to, we're going to take, uh, I can't use my hands, this clock. We're going to move it yeah. and we're gonna put the big one like right oh, about here. Sweet. Yep. No, yeah, we're going to find a place for a clock. I'm getting one. I don't care how much I have to pay for it. First one. You got to. You got yep. to. No doubt. You mentioned uh, before we started that Martinsville under the lights, kind of had that like Friday night lights, football feeling, that kind of atmosphere of the track. And would you say that's like of all the tracks, that kind of atmosphere is probably not created much, not in many other places. It's probably one of the few places where you kind of get that difference it just feels different and then winning there probably means a lot more because of those feelings yeah i think martinsville and bristol at night like you walk out of the back of your truck and your trucks are close to your pit boxes and the fans really i mean you could throw you could hit them with a you could hit them with a tennis ball they're not that far away like the track ever they're right there the lights are on you um it's a small venue so that it's loud i don't know why it feels so much different or just and for me it does i grew up playing playing sports and i thought i always thought it was easiest to get pumped up for those friday night football games under the lights and that's what it felt like um and that's the first time i've ever run martinsville at night so that was that was way cool and it's nice to run that track at night because you know it doesn't take any time to dry so if there's rain in the forecast you can conceivably conceivably get them in um we didn't but yeah (laughs) i'm excited for uh for martins of martinsville under the lights richmond under the lights and bristol short track racing under the lights it's it's where it's at how long do you soak this one in? Because, uh, you know, at the at the 500, you know, Drew Blickensurfer and, and Michael McDowell said this was a big win for him, but then they already had to start focusing on the next weekend. And it's like, how do you balance these emotions of, I mean, you probably take the best and, and, and carry the momentum with you, but but how long do you just ride this high of, of, of winning Martinsville? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We don't race next weekend. We have off again. So... That's got to be nice. <laughs> yeah. So I get to be a winner for two weeks. Um, and then our next race is Talladega. And uh, I know my team, we build a bad, fast speedway car. So I feel like I got a real good shot of real, run, like just riding the momentum. Let's just use it to our advantage. We'll get a good pit stall. We'll start good. We'll lead every, we're, you know, I'd like to go down there and lead every lap, win that race too. And then we can prove to everybody he's not just a short track racer because yeah. he, ch- like, well, I was in second or third when we got wrecked out of Daytona. Mm-hmm. Kid had never been down there. He's he's way more talented than a short track racer. He is very mature, very good. So we're going to ride. I mean, I'm going to be happy about it forever, but we're going to ride the momentum as long as we can ride it. Oh, and every time every time at the top of every hour when that clock chimes, it's just going to be another reminder for you <laughs> there too. At, at Talladega, is that Marcus Lamona's deal with Camping World? He, he tweeted about that. Is that, is that going to be um, on, the, on the hood of the car at Talladega? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if I could say if I did know, but okay. I don't know. Um, got no idea. If it, if it happens, it happens. Uh, my car is already wrapped, but I'm sure we could rewrap it. Um, I saw it this morning. I was checking on it, but um, yeah, I hope it does. I hope, man, if I've got a company and I want some notoriety, I'm mm-hmm. putting my stickers on the Josh Berry train right now. I, I, it was pretty crazy how many people, like the cup guys were in there yesterday so they were all there and I came up, you know, was at Hendrick for a while. So I got 
so many people were so happy for Josh. So many people that, you know, are kind of rooting against their own team maybe or shouldn't be rooting for anybody because they're a, a broadcaster, an official or whatever. I mean, everybody wants Josh to win, um, which is a great feeling. He's, I don't know, almost like the people's champ. It seems like it seems like yes. we've got a ton of support. So, yeah, I hope, I hope we get some more funding. If we had some more funding for Josh, I think it would be interesting to see if we could uh, run him a full season, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So after the race, the broadcast, you know, cut to Josh and cut to you on the box, just looking static, super excited to win. So what was your immediate feeling after that win? Like what's the first kind of rush of emotions that came to you? Uh, when we came out of turn four, and I could see there's nothing between us and the, you know, came out of four, there's nothing between us and the start-finish line. And, um, and we were going to make it my thought in my head was, okay, just be cool, calm and collected and say like, good job. And when I touched the button, I short circuited and just screamed. <laughs> uh, that was me screaming on the broadcast. Hell yeah, Josh Berry. Um, yeah, you, you don't even have, at that point, I'm just trying to hug everybody I can grab. Yeah. <laughs> you, the, the brotherhood camaraderie on our team. I mean, it's so thick and uh those guys work so hard for me they go the extra mile they don't do just what they need to do to get their paycheck they do it because we all stand shoulder to shoulder and we don't want to disappoint the guy next to us i mean that's what's pretty amazing about that team like they would i I don't think it matters what you pay them like they do it so they stand next to you and they're not going to let you down so we went through pretty much hell. Like we wrecked a lot of cars last year and we've had some bad luck this year and it's hard to keep your chin up and keep putting your all into it. And those guys never quit. And then we went through COVID where we're still have COVID, but the teams are even smaller, tighter. You're always around them. Um, so man, it was, it, I, it just felt so good for, for those guys. I mean, the truck driver was up the ladder before I could get turned around and give me a hug uh, Danny's throwing water from the bottom. I mean, it was great. It was great. I, I'm still. Uh, yeah, it's still. It's gonna take a while to set in. I think. Yeah. I, I think it's got to. And you, you, that's funny. You mentioned the radio broadcast. I had the NASCAR app open, screen recorded. I have the whole last <laughs> lap and and following reaction. Um, that I, I uh, like. To, I'd like to hear that recording. Want to hear it? Let's yeah. take, let's take a listen to it. Dig it. Clear, clear, clear. Good job. One more. Get you a good exit, dude. Coming to the checker. How about that, baby? Don't you like Josh Hell yeah! <laughs> Man, I'm so glad to get you guys in victory lane. Y'all, y'all freaking deserve it. Y'all had a lot of going on. Thank you guys for believing in me. Absolutely, dog. We wouldn't, we wouldn't want anybody else. Send Jack Jack out of here to the win. There's nobody that works harder than this team, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. I can't believe how collected Josh is. Just won the experience series race, and he's just like just talking like normal. It's crazy. Yeah, he has the ability to turn it on and turn it off. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> so was that? That was you yelling there. Yeah. That didn't yep. even sound like you. <laughs> I know. Well, our pit box was right in turn one. So, like, he was coming at me. But, yeah, I lost my mind for a second. <laughs> I'll be cooler next time, I think. I hope. Nah, nah. You got to no, yeah, keep. No. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Jason. You got to just, like, everyone just, like, do, do bigger much. and better. Yeah. You should do a backflip off the, yeah. off the pit box.
<laughs> you ever seen how tall my pit box is? I'm the shortest crew chief on pit road. It's real tall. So maybe not. Maybe, no. maybe we'll skip that. <laughs> not very graceful. <laughs> Good deal. Well, I, and that's what you mentioned. I know that's kind of just the overall theme. Every time I talk to you, it is not just you. It's not just Josh. It is the eight team. And that is just, I'm so happy for you guys as a collective, because I know how close you guys are, and especially all that you've been through last year to come and get this victory. I mean, does that make it all the more sweeter? Just, just everything that's built up to this moment? Yeah, for sure. I think it's, you know, to be in any of our positions in racing, um, I know this is for me personally to be in, in my position in racing. And I would, I would assume that my other guys would say this too, is like a lot of people have to go to bat for you and say that, um, you know, give this, give this kid a shot. He's good. He's a hard worker, blah, 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 blah. So, and you go, I mean, I've gone two, two years and a couple of races, two years and six races or whatever, and not one finished second a lot, a lot of top fives, but I don't say I ever doubted myself, but at some point I'm like, Hey, I got to prove that, you know, I got to make it right for all these people that said, Hey, you know, give this kid a shot, Dale, yeah. Kelly, Mr. Hendrick, LW, you know, people, people believed in me to lead this team. Um, and I don't ever, you know, people are like, Oh, you have a bunch of drivers. Like that's no excuse. Uh, we don't make excuses on our team. Uh, we show up to win, win the race every time. Um, you know, we don't do it for, you, you do, that's the reason you do it. We do it to win. You don't just do it to go collect a paycheck. So I think that was the biggest thing was the the validation that, uh, you know, you can validate all those people's opinions of you that helped you get to where you are and, and make them proud. And that meant, that means that meant a lot, you know? Yeah. You absolutely validated all those opinions of, of that everyone had of you. And uh, I, I know J I can speak for Jason and I, and man, we were so excited to see that eight car cross the start finish line for you. And uh, man, was, go and enjoy that victory. I was mainly I excited it. that Taylor got his near beer toast and free breakfast. So those are the perks. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wednesday we have a beer toast. Um, we get breakfast at some point. I'm sure you get a yeah. victory basket, get some apples and bananas and candy bars. Yeah. but yeah that's why you win in nascars for that that's right there <laughs> why you win <laughs> yeah oh man well uh well taylor we appreciate you coming on the show today we knew as soon as that that checkered flag flew that that uh you had to join the show and i appreciate you uh you saying yes and and agreeing uh in the middle of your party oh yeah you're fine <laughs> anytime <laughs> anytime guys you know i'll always do it so hopefully we can do it again after talladega Taylor Moyer, he's he's the best. You can tell he was he was uh, still riding that that victory and, and maybe a little tired from uh, <laughs> the night before. Celebrated well, yes. And I'll, he like did. every time we talk to him, even when I talk to him at the shop in person, it's like such a personable crew chief. Like crew chiefs just seem like these figures yeah. that are like these you know check now he's a great guy really nice but like is Could this you sit down like, and talk to him boss yeah like like that so yeah and, like taylor and i met up in phoenix and we recorded a bunch of stuff that's still i'm still working on editing and, and pushing that out i'll be pushing that out soon i'm working on another project but um afterwards we literally chatted just about everything for like an hour and it was just like you have to think like oh my god this guy's a 
a big like he's a junior motorsports crew chief and he he doesn't act like it he is a he's a really good dude mm-hmm. every time you stop talking i take a drink and then it's like i gotta wash down my water real quick so i can say something why why are, are you doing it on purpose no i'm just thirsty oh thanks a lot man yeah but uh yeah. great time seeing jerem win yeah great car very good for them very excited beer toast wednesday which i'm unfortunately not gonna be the office wednesday so i will miss it but i'll be there in spirit why don't you just go well after working on <laughs> after, yeah, after Tuesday, a long two not, days i do not feel like working <laughs> fair <laughs> need enough a little, need a little break fair enough jason but well, all right guess where we're going this weekend to race we are going to richmond aren't we do you know what they call richmond I'll answer for you. No. The premier short track. Would you consider Richmond the premier short track in the world? They call it the premier short track. There was a commercial during the cup race that said something, something. NASCAR's premier short the, track. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who voted on that? I did not agree to that. I did not vote on that. Clearly people who don't, I don't know. I want to say I like good short track racing voter on that, but I can't remember the last time I said, wow, that Richmond race was great. Yeah, I, like I think the last time Bristol. Richmond has been like a must watch is the cutoff, the season cutoff race, but we don't see yeah, it anymore. And stop being that. And then, yeah. Yeah. I would like to have a emergency Congress session where we declare the real premier short track of, I think I like Bristol. I think Bristol is my favorite short track overall. So, I think Bristol's fair. Bristol Martinsville, you can go either one. Yeah, Richmond. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. I need. I need to talk. If you came up with that, please tweet me because I need to have an argument with you. And we'll bring um, them on the yeah, show. Let's go. <laughs> have a have a valid debate about it. <laughs> no, no, no. We're just gonna shut them down. Are oh, you just gonna shut them down? You're just not. Opinion you're is not false. open to dialogue, no. Jason Schultz. Not that Richmond's a premier short track. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of dialogue that'll be happening there. You're right. Yes. All right. But we'll still have a podcast and hopefully have something interesting to talk about. Yes, hopefully. But uh, something exciting to say, I will be going to Charlotte, North Carolina. Coca-Cola 600 weekend. What are you doing there? I don't know. I'm just going to, you know, go and... And probably catch Monaco in the Indy 500 and and then call it Monaco's name on that weekend. Good job. It's not. What? They moved it? Weekend before. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Darn it. That's a bummer. That's like the best part about the days. Oh. Like all three Andrew's races. Andrew's going to actually watch an F1 race with us. Yes. Uh, now yeah. now forget it. That. Forget it. I have been watching more okay. Drive to Survive. Um, maybe I'll like comment about it every time. Just a little thing. But all right. Here's my thing. Every single track they go to, the track itself looks so nice. Like I know like kind of like what the Roval did with like painting the track every yeah. single f1 track seems to be like that and it's just the visuals so much better than what we see in nascar mm-hmm. that's my drive to survive tip now let's go to jason's random racing memory <laughs> oh god do i have one where we're going richmond um what's happened at richmond i think martin Truex jr's eight car was riding the wall like two tires i got up like on the wall like this bad podcasting i'm doing a hand <laughs> it was like got up on the wall like half on the wall i was like what in the world is he okay that seems so dangerous it looks so scary i think he's all right i think he, i think mtj made it through i don't remember that's why they call it martinsville but but it was at richmond 
Yeah, I was just making a Oof. reference. Mike Joy had a good call to end the race. Yikes. I was just pointing it out. Did he? Yep. There you go. All right. I think that's all we got today. All right. And that's how the story ended. The end. Man, what a terrible way to wrap up the show, Jason. Nope, it's a story. Where's, where's some enthusiasm? How about tune in next week to see what we think about NASCAR's premier short track Richmond Raceway there. End the show right there. God, Bam. stop being so positive. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the Packaging Source. Trust your packaging with the six-time national distributor of the...